Hey now everyone, Matt here from the Star Wars Time Show, just kicking off the latest installment of Scoundrels of the New Republic. That's right, myself, Jared, Nick, and Trevor are back for the fourth installment, technically chapter three, but the fourth edition of Scoundrels of the New Republic. So, relax, grab some popcorn, maybe an adult beverage, get some headphones, and have some fun. I present to you, the Mos Espa Incident. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Star Wars Time Show's D&D special, Scoundrels of the New Republic. We're finally back. The crew is back together. The crew of the Bandit Three, as yum, we've yum. been established now. Um, and to catch everybody up on where we last left off, uh, the crew was able to successfully save Crepo, the Tordarian Slicer, from the salvage yard run by the Nictos and the Bomar Flats. They made their way all the way back across the flats to their ship in the hopes that Crepo could simply just walk on, change the transponder codes, and they would be good. But as soon as they got to the ship, they found that they were being raided by a couple of Nicto gang members. Uh, in order to stop them, the crew ran down the dunes, confronted their thieves, took them out in short order. Crepo was then able to change the transponder codes of the stolen Black Sun ship to the Bandit 3. Uh, they then pulled the ship into the proper most Eisley docking bay area, met up with their contact, Rayla Grush, who gave them a new mission to go on, uh, which was to head off and steal medical supplies that were being transported from the most Espa spaceport to the castle now occupied by Bib Fortuna. Uh, our heroes hopped on a shuttle, taking them from Anchorhead to most Espa. And that's where we left off. So we're going to get right back into things. Crew of the Bandit 3 on the shuttle, taking them from Anchorhead to Mos Espa. It's, it's hot here. This is Tatooine. It's a very hot and, and arid environment. You guys have been here for a few days now. And, and Matlu especially, you're starting to really get worn down uh, by this heat. You're a, yum, you're a, a bee. A bee a little bit too. <laughs> the fur is getting a little matted. Uh, the the sweat is starting to really cake into all of the all of the fur. Matt Lou, you you being an Ewok are are from, uh, you know you're from Endor. You've been uh, banished from Endor. How are you feeling now that you're in this environment? Obviously, can't go back to Endor, and you're stuck out in a galaxy that has really not been designed for you to thrive in. No. Matlu always love green canopies of Endor, but Matlu bad be banished, enjoying space with partner Sirt Durkist. Zavu starting to grow on Matlu, but I do miss my furry friends of Endor. 
He does a little better with shade. Matt Hopefully. Lou, smelly bear right now. Need spice <laughs> and shower. Well, there's always spice for you guys now within the ship. So, uh, knowing sure. that. Sir, the, give the me heat. a bump. I'm headed to showers. I already locked it up. <laughs> I locked it up for the uh, night. Too early. I remember. Yeah, I'm assuming we have showers on the ship, right? Like we were. On the ship, you guys do have refresher stations in each of your individual rooms. So when you guys make it back to the ship, you can definitely wow. uh, shower up, clean up. Uh, it's a very nice. Room? It's a very nice ship. Each of you have your own room. Uh, each of you have your have own refresher station. <laughs> yeah, the but first hey, privacy time, in years. Time, time is, is of the essence here. This the shipment that Rayla told you about is is coming in quickly. There was no time for downtime. You guys can sleep on the shuttle. Do we do anything As, to secure the ship? Uh, it, it is properly docked at the most isolated spaceport now. So, so you guys are already there. And, okay. Yeah. So, you know, standard security, the, the transponder codes have been changed and checked out. So nobody is going to be looking for, you know, a hot ship on, uh, on the radar anytime soon. There is, you know, you guys do you still want to try to swing it by, one of the stations to get a new paint job for it. But for right yeah, we now, do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that you guys can definitely do. Um, you know, once we're a little bit further along, maybe once you make your way back to, to most Isley after this mission, you can set up a, a paint job appointment for the bandit three. But for right now, you feel pretty good that with the transponders changed and it being docked, at the proper spaceport and not just stashed away in a random location that it's, that it's pretty safe for the time being. Nice. Um, you guys, uh, boarded the shuttle pretty late, uh, in the evening. So you do have time to get a rest in during the shuttle ride from Anchorhead to most Espa. Um, and by the time morning comes around, uh, you can see, most Espa kind of coming into view over the horizon. Uh, as the shuttle pulls in and you guys step off, your senses are assaulted with the sounds of pack beasts, slow moving speeders and mixed shouts of different languages all around you as people try to make their way through the narrow alleyways and cramped streets. Uh, the smell of roasting meats Ugh. and street food Matt fill Lou your smells nose. Dinner. Alongside <laughs> the sweat of people standing outside selling their wares, and as your eyes make your make their way across the landscape of Mos Espa, you can see tons of sand-speckled domed buildings and multi-level towers off in the distance. But where your vision ends is the miles high crater wall that encloses the city of Mos Espa. You can feel the thrum of life in this city and you can feel the opportunity that many people seek when they come to this place. Uh, now that you are in Mos Espa, Rayla did tell you that you can meet your contact Loza in the most Espa Cantina, which is pretty close to where you guys have gotten off. The shuttle basically runs you to the most Espa spaceport area, and the cantina is probably only a couple of blocks away. So the fact that 
Um, she's told you the location and the name of your contact. You guys can easily make your way to the cantina. Is there anything before going to the cantina that you guys want to check out? Is there anything that you guys potentially want to uh, explore or just head straight to the cantina? Matt, Lou, won't you get yourself one of those uh, Kowalkian monkey bars over there on a stick? <laughs> Fine idea, Zavu. I am quite hungry. That nose is moving a mile a minute. <laughs> so you, uh, so Matt, Lee, very easy to find. There are multiple street vendors along the route between uh, the shuttle stop and the cantina. You pull over to one of the the little street vendor locations. There's, uh, you can see multiple kinds of meats hanging there. There's a Ronto roast that's kind of Ooh. sitting on one of the, oh. uh, like the, the grill the the grill plates you can see a kawakian monkey lizard on a spit just spinning above the fire rotisserie um, monkey lizard yeah mm. and and um there are uh glad there are bottled uh glasses of liquids here as well if you would like to to, to grab a drink and a piece of meat uh there's a rodian behind the uh the counter here i guess you would say um and, and, and kind of sees you walking up and eyeing the uh, the meats and uh, being you know a being of the galaxy and being around you've picked up enough Rodian to know that he 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 looks at you and says five credits Ronto three credits monkey one credit drink. Right, um, I'm definitely boys? feeling some Ronto. If anyone else is, I'll have the same. What about you, Matt Lou? Uh, Ronto sounds good, but you got me on the monkey. <laughs> All right. That's two Rontos and one monkey. And three, um, three spashkas all around. I like the way this yes. man thinks. So bottle of spashka for each, uh, Ronto roasts for both Cert and Zavu and then a, Spit roasted Kowakian monkey lizard for Matlu. Uh, that comes to six, eight, uh, uh, 11 credits. I got it. Zavu tosses some credits Thanks, over Zavu. to the Rodian. Zavu, you are righteous. I shall give you some of my smack back at the ship. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I think, well, I think at this point, I've, I've fully accepted and probably trust Zavu. At this point, yeah. we've been through we've been through a few battles. He's gotten us some. Uh, we've had some scraps. Why some I am asking together. him to do drug and party with Chief Matlu? Yeah, <laughs> the customary way for Ewoks yes. to bomb. Peace pipe, mm. big tradition on Endor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got the next Maybe one. We'll do that. I got the next one. Right. Let's see. Uh, are there any, uh, um, are there any weapon vendors around? I'm still rocking my disruptor carbine, which is okay, but yeah, could be better. Th- not not any weapon vendors out here in in, in the open in the public. Um, weapons are definitely a little bit harder to come by, especially in the outer rim where you're mostly getting cast off scraps. You're getting um, you know the the pieces of equipment that may have been salvaged from other locations um and you know 
not not really the highest grade of, of weaponry around here, especially not being openly sold in the spaceport. Um, you know, once you guys, you know, if you guys can get in good with some of the, you know, the the syndicates potentially make good with the New Republic government or or many of the other entities out in the out in the galaxy, maybe easier to come across some weaponry. Uh, but for the time being. Uh, there is nothing that is that would be easily available mm. for you guys. Out Keep there. They got power converters. There, well, you just left Anchorhead, and that is the hub of power converters here on Tatooine. So when you go back, <laughs> you gotta go to Tashi Station to get power converters. You can stop by. Yes, you can stop by Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. Um, All right, we're so heading. Guys, so we're heading to the. Uh, we're heading to the canteen. Like, is there a name of this cantina? I forget. The, is there... It's just the most Espa cantina, the most Espa okay. spaceport cantina. Okay. Um, where you guys stopped to get your meal, um, you could carry it along with you. It's very portable to eat. Um, probably uh, only about a block and a half away. There is a large domed building with a with almost like a saloon style double doors. In cool. it with uh, a, a lit sign above that reads "Most Espa Cantina." Um, Why do I notice anybody? Anybody looking at us, following us? Uh, go ahead and make a perception, perception. check for me. So roll the d twenty and then add your perception. Find my perception. There we go. Plus two. That is God. These dice are really hard to read. That's an eighteen. 18 you take a look around and you know you have you are trained to notice people that are you know trying to be shifty trying to stay in the shadows and and potentially uh stay out of immediate view you take a look around you and where you are now you feel pretty safely that you're not being followed um you you are you're in an area where it's easy for even yourselves to kind of duck and get lost in crowds, blend. but okay. uh, blend in. But you can tell that that you you feel pretty good that nobody's following you up to this point. You guys were also the only ones on the shuttle coming in, um, so you didn't have oh. any potential tail on you from the shuttle. Uh, and now that you're here, it seems like you're you're pretty clean and clear. We do stick out a little bit having an Ewok. The Ewok definitely does have a, a bit of a flair to hey. uh, not a lot of those walking around. Not a bad there. thing, but we do stick out a little bit. Uh, as you guys Matt approach the forgot cantina, the swear word for fucking Star Wars, so I didn't say it. <laughs> dang, dang Farrick. There you That's go. That's the one that they always throw, throw dang around. Dank Farrick, sir. Uh, <laughs> don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't Farrick with me. Just covering the bases, you know. <laughs> Uh, you guys approach the cantina and as you enter, you realize that while Rayla did tell you the name of your, uh, contact and that the, you know, human male named Loza, uh, there are a lot of human males that, that typically bum around tattooing, especially in the cantinas. Um, and as you walk in the most aspect cantina is, is wide and sprawling, uh, far, it, it, it opens with the saloon style double doors and, and stretches out uh, about 20 to 30 feet uh, widthwise and probably 50 to 60 feet depth. Uh, tables spotted along the outside, the perimeter of the walls, and then also more tables spotted along the interior next to the bar. People sitting at the bar. Um, there is a droid bartender 
that is currently handling customer relations at the moment. Um, and as you walk in, it is kind of uh, a bit disorienting just looking amongst the sea of people and not seeing any particular standout, uh, anybody in particular stand out to you until you see Zavu with your uh, passive perception. You see a, a human man similarly described as Rayla has poke his head up and just kind of give a quick nod of his head and a pass of his hand. Um, definitely not enough to draw attention from anybody in particular or anybody that is, uh, you know, just generally sitting around the cantina, but is directed towards you. Um, so you feel like this, this may be the person you're looking for. All right. We head over there. Is he sitting at a table in a corner in the open? He's sitting at a table, uh, back corner, back right corner of the cantina, uh, by himself, there are seats available at the table with him, uh, and there are people near, but not near enough to to make for uncomfortable conversation. Okay. All right, so we uh, walk over there. As you walk up, Loza, you see he's sitting down, but but based off of his posture um, and and what you take in as you approach him, he looks to be about six two, mid thirties, pale white skin which is very odd to see here on Tatooine. Most people that you see on Tatooine, it being a twin sun planet with essentially no cover are relatively skin dappled or sunburnt at almost all times. Uh, Unkempt brown hair and brown eyes. Um, And as you approach, he just kind of keeps the same demeanor, not seeming too... Uh, you know, excited or not wanting to draw attention to you or himself as you approach. Uh, so you guys can uh, take seats around the table uh, around this person who you assume is Loza. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'll just say to him, uh, I believe we have a mutual friend. He looks over. He says, yes, yes. Mutual friends we do have. Uh, easy to spot out with the Ewok with you. Uh, but that shouldn't hinder any of our operations. Hey, sir, who's this powder-ass joker? It's true. It's true, Matt Lou, and he's got a point. What's with Matt Lou? <laughs> Harry short, so what? Me strong, berserker, rage bear. This is Matt Lou, by the way. He, he's, he stands out a bit, but he's, uh, he's, uh, he's good at what he does. Excuse the smell. Anyway, he's Haven't been well. back to showers in a few days. Matt Lou, I, I don't know you personally, but I I know of you from Rayla. So, uh, n- no offense meant in what we were saying. Remember, but just want to chief, the obvious. chief Matt Lou, big time chief, chief. Matt Lou, chief Matt, chief Matt Lou. At one point, so yes, thank you, Powder, Chief Matt Lou. You you do make a very uh, an interesting figure here in these parts, but I'm biggest uh, Ewok from my village. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask you, Matt, for, I'm going to let you decide if this is true or false, but I want you to make a, either a persuasion check or a deception check. Tell me which one you do to, to convince him that you are either are or are not the largest Ewok from your clan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go. Well, it doesn't matter. Deception. 
Okay. So you're, so what you're saying is you're really not, but you're trying to convince him that you yes. are. Okay. So go ahead and roll the D20 and then tell me what you get. Um, yeah. 19. 19. Yeah. He looks over Suck at you it. and he kind of like, Loza. he kind of like gives you a, a, a look up and down. Okay. Good to know. Uh, and he, he fully believes that you are the biggest Ewok from your clan. Definitely above average. Chief Matlu never lie. <laughs> Good to know. And as you guys sit down and get comfortable, um, he, he asks if anybody would like a round of drinks before you get to business. Chief. Sure. We would, we would love it. Right. None for me. Thanks. Uh, he just throws up two fingers above his head. Uh, you can see that the droid bartender kind of clocks that. And uh, within a minute or so, a, a rolling astromech droid with a, a platter on top of their head comes up to the table. And there are three glasses of a, a brown, like a, a, like a dark brown, clear liquid uh, in, in like shot glasses that come up to the table for you all to take. Uh, one for Loza, one for Sirt, and one for Matlu. Mm. Jawa juice, Matlu's favorite. <laughs> so you all, you see Loza grabs his, knocks it back, and says, it's always good to be loose before conversations around business, right? Agreed. My favorite sure. state of mind is loose. Um, as you guys finish drinking the drinks, Loza starts to explain to you, uh, the situation that is currently at hand. So he says, so Loza starts off saying the shipment in question that Rayla's told you about is most likely going to land somewhere around or sometime around midday tomorrow. So you have time to Look around, get comfortable with your surroundings, make some friends if you choose to do that. Um, what I can tell you in terms of logistics, there are at least two other crews that will be making a play for this. Uh, we know that one of the crews is Nikto's. And we know that one of the crews is more than likely mercenaries. Uh, who they work for, up for debate and question at this point. But at the very least, there will be two other crews making a play for this. Um, when you say crew, how many are we talking about? Any idea? The the Nictos are going to stay lean. They don't have a lot of uh, free members for, for operations like this in this area. So you're probably only going to be dealing with a few. Um, the, the mercs are harder to pin down. Uh, we don't have full intelligence on their side of things, but we do know that, uh, as, as our situation is medical supplies are in, in, in high demand in this area. And Fortuna has been hoarding them ever since he took ownership of, of the palace. So, um, the way that, that I look at this is there's, there's a few ways that you can handle that you, you could approach this, but 
but there's one way you definitely don't want to approach it. And that is to do anything foolish within the city itself. Damn. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of information to be gathered in the city. There are a lot of contacts to be made. There potentially are inns that you could use in the city to give yourself a leg up. But any sort of outward uh, violence within the city itself and things will get messy very quickly. That um, takes Matt Lou out of planning. <laughs> so, the, do we, the, go ahead, sir. Do we know exactly where the shipment's coming from and if we can try to hop on it before it even takes off? So the shipment is coming through the Mos Espa spaceport. It will be landing at the Mos Espa spaceport. That being said, I do have a contact at the Mos Espa spaceport that could potentially help you guys out if you can get to him. There's a lot of security, security, quote unquote, people loyal to Fortuna that work at the spaceport that you'll have to get by before you can get to my contact. But if you can talk your way past them, then you could potentially miss out on a lot of hassle, but it will not be easy to, to simply walk in and, and, and make your way to this docking bay. Um, so that's one angle. But that really does depend on your ability to talk your way through some of these blocks. Because again, if a fight breaks out in the city, you may be in serious trouble. The other ways that Rayla and I have, have discussed this potentially going down is a little bit of subterfuge and a little bit of sabotage. Uh, all of the crews in some form or fashion are going to be in or near Mos Espa when the, the shipment arrives. They have to track it out of the city because Fortuna is known to send decoy, uh, to send decoys out to make sure that people aren't following. Uh, this wouldn't be the first time that somebody's tried to, to bump off one of his shipments, so he's gotten very adept at uh, hiding his, his stashes. Uh, but if you were able to get a, a read on uh, some of the locations of the other crews, some sabotage may help you. You could take out their transports and ensure that they couldn't follow you out of the city as you track the, sh the shipment down. Mm. The other option, and one that potentially is the most straightforward, is to follow the other crews out, maintain a distance, and then swoop in after they uh, attack the, the convoy and clean up and take the, the spoils for yourself and ourselves. Let them do the heavy lifting, and then we kind of take from them, basically. That is potentially one of the avenues. Hmm. Um, different obstacles in each, but there are choices for you and your crew to make, uh, in terms of what you may think is the best way to handle this. Uh, like I said, the, the shipment is, is planned to land around midday tomorrow. So you have some time to think about it. 
um, and you have some time to do some reconnaissance around the city if that's what you so choose to do. Um, but and what is our cut and what is where are these medical supplies going? I'm just a, a purveyor of information. Uh, Rayla would be able to give you more and uh, more on your cut once you make it back with the goods. Um, but I, I did not have a hand in the money side of this, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, from what I've heard, Rayla has good things to say about Matt Lou and Cert, so I can imagine that there is some trust there and, and compensation will be appropriate for the job. And you're using these medical supplies for profit? The medical supplies, some of them will go to families in need, centers that need uh, medical supplies to care for wounded, care for sick and ill. Um, others may find their way into... So Fortuna has been hoarding them and... Yes. Keeping them yes. from the people. Okay. For, for, you can... If you go to some of the more isolated areas in tattooing, you you can probably notice or you will notice um, a a more destitute state than you would imagine even for tattooing. So the... Keeping them out of Fortuna's hands is Mm -hmm. definitely good. Anything you can keep out of his hands is a good thing. So So looking around, do I see any Nick to... Or in, in this place, I mean, should I do a perception? Yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check. All of you, if you or want to take a look around. Or even anybody else watching us in here. Yeah, if you want to take a look around, go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, that would be a 14. 14? Eight. Eight. Matt Lou? Eight. Eight, indeed. Um, so, you look around, you so don't see I, any. One question for mm-hmm. you uh, mm-hmm. uh, as DM. Yep. Uh, I have an empathic. Increase your wisdom score by one to a maximum of 20. What does that mean? Like, is that a, uh, so what is, is it one of your skills? It's a feature features, but that's like on on each to a maximum of 20. What does that mean? mean? Oh, so that's probably, let me take a look here. When you level up or something. Yeah. So what was the feature called again? Proficiency. It's empathic. You gain proficiency on the insight skill. If you're uh, already that, proficient in it, you in, you instead gain ex- expertise in it. You can use your action to try and get uncanny insight about one humanoid you can see within 30 feet of you. Okay, so in it's, that okay, instance, so that's insight. Like, that's like I'm checking on somebody specifically, right? Yeah, so in more than so likely... That's not just a general thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. like a an insight role, like to get the... You could use an action to get uh, advantage on an insight role if you were looking at like a specific person, but in... In this instance, you're trying to like generally survey the area yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, see if you can pick out somebody who would right. so uh, like 14. fall within. But yeah, for for a 14 as the high roll, you don't notice anybody in particular. There's a lot of shady looking characters in this cantina, as is pretty you know stock and standard with the Tatooine landscape. Um, but nobody stands out to you. There are no Nikto in here, from what you can see. Uh, so that side of the, uh, coin is, is missing for sure. There are people that are, you know, wearing hoods. There are people that are sitting in, you know, the, the darker corners, uh, of the cantina, but that's, that's mostly because the cantina is, is pretty full. Um, so there's not a lot of options for, for, you know, for sitting out in the open. Um, 
So he says to you, he says, if you choose to check the spaceport out, my contact's name is Clive, human, dark skin. Uh, he works, he, he works with the docking bays, but like I said, you have to get to him to get the information and that will take a couple of, you know, you have to get through front layer of security. You'll have to get through any prying eyes that may ask for credentials, ship credentials. And yeah, who was that? Um, that was Clive. What? Yes. Clive. His, human, his human male, uh, at the most Espa spaceport. So if you guys wanted okay. to check out the spaceport and potentially get some information or even, uh, you know, get a drop on, uh, the, the, the shipment, you could, you could try that. Right? Not the best place um, for a furry, stinky Ewok. Potentially not, <laughs> but spaceports have lots of different people that go through them. So, uh, what about what transportation? Would, can you recommend anybody, any, anything to, we, we're not going to do this in the city. We're going to follow this transport. Yeah. So we've, we've, uh, got some speeders set aside for you guys. Um, I, and he just kind of like, makes a motion uh, to like outside essentially. And he says, uh, as you leave, I'll send you uh, a hollow ping with the locations. So he'll like, and he like holds out his hollow com. And then one of you could kind of like hold out your, or like, you know, put your hollow com out there for him to be able to sync the devices for communication. Um, so whichever one of you wants to do that. Matt Lou too concerned about going to Madame Garza's. Someone else do it. <laughs> I I honestly think the uh, the third option has the least risk. Um, the, we we can if we are waiting until someone else does the the, the higher deed. We have, we don't have <clears throat> the risk of the unknown of what will happen there, and we will most likely be able to stay out of the city until after that's happened the only real risk is just knowing what we're up against as far as whatever crew we're taking it from i like that well, choice for conflict crew, high. Other, well wait wait a minute the other crew might be doing this thinking the same thing or whoever gets their last we might be fighting both of them good more bodies what, to hit the floor <laughs> what if we're able three to of us we have a jedi magic out? man <laughs> that's true what if we're able to wait it out though and see if um you know we the conflicts happen and then we're kind of the last ones to to take you know option like one have, too like boring more information about option like two more information about about what these crews might look like if anybody has that i don't know if anybody's going to know that or if we can suss that yeah. out anywhere yeah that's, guys the, that's do the biggest risk yeah, you guys do have the day to like go go about the city and try to do some general investigation, ask questions. Um, That's going to be good. <laughs> and we, what you do know for sure is that there are Nikto involved here. So the very mm -hmm. least, you, you have, yeah, visually you have an idea of what one of the crews looks like. One of the other ones are mercenaries. Mercenaries, um, you know, potentially you can gain some some insight from talking around, um, seeing if there's been any sort of uh, suspicious activity at vendors, um, places like that, or, um, you know, seeing if they're brash enough to just, you know, walk around the city with their speeders at their side. Do we, 
know what I mean. This is post Empire, so are there like uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking remnants? For? Not on no, not remnants. Not on but Tatooine. I'm looking for like the local the local law enforcement, right no, basically, uh, and what Fortune is gangs look like, or uh, is this a little more? Yeah. or is, is it it's, like it's definitely I'm generally I'm guessing the, the Republic is not you remember those yeah, trooper helmets yeah. in Mos Eisley no remnant here right. yeah so Matt Lou's right there there is no this is kind of like the wild west again out here in Tatooine uh, the, the new Republic is definitely still getting their feet under them and they haven't sent a lot of patrols or tried to set up relations with outer rim planets yet, especially Tatooine, knowing that even during the reign of the empire um, and the time of the grand Republic, Tatooine typically stayed out of the galactic politics situation. Uh, the empire didn't try to, to, to really build a foothold here. And it doesn't seem like the new Republic is, is quick to follow. Um, what Loza did tell you is that there are, uh, security, quote unquote, at uh, the the spaceport, but they are on Fortuna's payroll. So essentially, the the so people, Fortuna is the law at this point. Kind of at this point, yeah. it seems like he is he is running uh, most of the. So what we need game. to do is avoid anything that has to do with anything getting back to him, which could be a whole lot of people. <laughs> could be what who want a buck or two uh, for a tip or something like that. So. So what? Be very careful. Yeah. So what the like he can tell you about the what Loza can tell you about like the potentials of you know like looking past just the shipment getting here is he gives he can give you the information on the most likely route that the shipment will take going through the city and then leaving the city. So. With that information, like he passes that along to you um, and, and essentially says that for the transport through the city, they're going to stay in the most populated areas. Like they're not going to try to go into back alleys. They're not going to try to go into, you know, uh, lightly populated areas because that's where they're more likely to get ambushed. They're going to try to stay through the city center until they get to the edge of the city and then make their way across the flats. Do we know exactly what the transport uh, is? Like the actual uh, so, uh, vehicle or, or that. means of transportation? So there is, yeah, so he, he fills you in on that too. And he says that it's it's going to be a large, since the shipment is relatively large, it is prob- it's going to be one of a few um, like large scale haul transports, like flatbed haul transports. So imagine a, a regular speeder, but it has a flatbed where you can stack things on the back of it. Right. Um, almost like a, like a pickup truck that you would see, uh, if you were on earth. Um, so similar to that. And what's a standard crew of that? So he, he tells you that at the very least that there's going to be two security droids on the inside of the, of the transport because how it'll, like more than likely, and this is a guess from Loza, 
is it will probably be enclosed. They'll probably okay. enclose the the um, like the bed of the of the mm -hmm. speeder, so you can't just pop in and and tackle okay. stuff. These off droids of it, aren't golden, like are they? Matlu worship golden droid. <laughs> as far as I know, no golden droids. Good on on the the Fortuna Matt side. Lou, of no things. kill God. Yeah, he's 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 confident that there's going to be at least two two security droids and a driver. Um, okay. So, so crew of three is like talking amongst ourselves. That's not bad. It's yeah, the other stupid. crews. It's the other crews that are or really are our yeah. biggest problem. I mean, so, to me, if we got there first, uh, then we'd have to fend off everybody else. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll think about it. Is there a possibility of um, if we maybe talk to the spaceport and figure out where um, they might be? Clive. Um, Clive, yeah. And figure out if we can catch them right after they've ended their jump outside of the now Clive is is an inside guy, right? We can talk to Clive mm -hmm. about. You can talk to Clive. You just gotta you gotta be able to work your way through some of the front layers of security to get to him. Um, okay. In in terms of trying to meet them in space, cert your ship is back at. All right. Space. Yeah, we don't have the space. We don't have the ship. So yeah, so your options in front of you are, and like you know, you still have a day. You can still try to feel out multiple options. Get some, try to gather some information at the spaceport. Um, Loza has given you information on the route that is more than likely going to be taken out of the city. And then once the, once the shipment is out of the city, they are going to be out in the open. Like you're, you're, you know, out in the, in the sand flats and they just have to make a run from the edge of Mos Espa to uh, Fortuna's palace. So that is in terms of, um, logistically not being seen or not causing a scene, mm -hmm. that is where you would, you know, make a move in that instance. And then, um, in terms of, you know, potential for like, how do you deal with other crews? I think that, you know, Loza said right up front, potentially hanging back, like, you know, once you clock the crews, just kind of be, the last to leave, potentially hang back, let them assault the sh assault the uh, the craft first, and then come in and and deal with the scraps. So ambush. Uh, you know, well, ambush. But this this being Tatooine, is there a place to hide? Are there dunes out there in between? I mean, assuming Matlu has Mask of the Wild, I can hide in the sun. <laughs> yeah, wish you um, could hide that smell. He's smaller to. To fit in small given, places. Thank fair Xavu. It's um, not my fault. <laughs> yeah, given the landscape, there there are going to be dunes. You could you could kind of like weave your way over and under dunes to keep eyes on where people are. Um, have speeders, okay. You'll have speeders. Uh, so that's been uh, set up for you guys mm -hmm. already. So you'll have speeders. You'll have, um, you know, you can distance yourself as much as you can. And it's not, you know. This isn't an, I wouldn't say that it's a never traveled route between, uh, Mos Espa and, you know, going out into the, the sand dunes, but you know, you, it's not going to be traffic like you would see on, you know, Coruscant and the skyways. So, so just so I have this, so it's coming 
Where, where's it coming from? So the, the shipment itself is, is coming from off world landing at the most Espa spaceport, another spaceport or it's coming. Oh. So it's, oh. yeah. So it's coming into most Espa spaceport. Okay. I froze yeah. for a second there. All good. But yeah, so it's coming off world. You didn't really get any information about where okay. off world is coming from landing okay. at the most Espa spaceport. Um, Clive, the contact so, that Loza told you about can what like works within the spaceport and has potentially has knowledge for you guys on maybe even the docking bay that it could be landing in. Um, so it's coming into Moss Espa spaceport and then it's going out from Moss Mass Espa spaceport. Exactly. Job to, or, uh, yeah. The yep. palace. Yes. Okay. Okay, so yeah, spaceport is where we got to go. Like, definitely, we got to suss this out. Oh, okay, um, I was thinking it was okay. Ooh, ambush. And the reason that we don't want to do anything there is we don't want to do anything in in town to to cause any kind of ruckus because everybody's under the influence of. So even of, if uh, you do go to the spaceport, there is still a possibility that you guys can get you know like gather information there and then still have to, uh, you know, still encounter the crews for a battle that Matt Lou is, is hoping for. Um, but there is a little bit of information gathering that you guys can do just to potentially give you a a heads up. And then if you get lucky enough, you, you may be able to avoid combat altogether. That is unlucky. That that is (laughs) lucky is kills. No battles bad. I like well, to I, think of Matt Lou. He <clears throat> has like a bandolier that he just has not like kill notches on. Oh yeah, that he's. Oh yeah, it's just it's full. Matt of Lou lives <clears throat> to bring death upon those who deserve it. Well, I I think we should get as much info first before we try to have a plan. So maybe get some info at the spaceport from Clive. Talk to him. Maybe he maybe he we have something he wants if we get more info i don't know and then maybe we can get some info on the streets about potential things going on get some info about the gangs and then once we have that info then maybe we can figure out you two go talk talk matt lou going to madame garza to stare at the orange queen matt lou matt lou doesn't talk talk um (laughs) all right so i think we we thank laura zero at least we say goodbye to laura zero thank you but uh and uh, make our way out. I am going to the entire way to make our way to the, we're moving to the space. Are you really going? Where are you going? <laughs> Madame Garces, which is the local brothel uh, here in, <laughs> in uh, most Espa space. Remember, <laughs> in, in, like future, a, like a in future, she gets <laughs> blowed up by Pike Syndicate. <laughs> right, 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 right. Chief uh, Matlu has so many Matt abilities. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, we'll, we will, um, we will talk about you first and then we'll get to the rest oh, of the sweet. crew. So I actually Lou, get to split up. I like it. <laughs> so, um, as you guys leave, um, sir, we'll say that, that, um, Loza synced your holocom to his, so he can give you the information on where the speeders are located. Um, as you all leave, um, you get a ping, quickly on your holocom device and it brings up a a 3d location of like a 3d map of mos espa and it zooms in on where you guys are now so right outside of the cantina 
And then it takes a quick jump about three blocks over to a pretty nondescript looking uh, like storage shed um, that is marked by an orange decommissioned gonk droid right on the corner of where the uh, like where the shed is. So once you see that gonk droid, the the like the door right there is where the speeders are going to be. So um, we're showing that to Matt Lou so he knows as well. Where he's going if he needs once he's done whatever doing whatever he's doing. I'll find you uh, too. I think this is a complete waste of time, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Hey, Matt, while you're at Madame Garza's, maybe keep an ear open and an eye open for people, uh, maybe others talking about of this course. Uh, job. Matt Lou has keen and smell. Weirdos. And, and this is just a suggestion. Maybe take a shower. <laughs> Why do you think Matt Lou going to brothel with full services? <laughs> Perfect. So um, you guys have your, uh, your location. And Matt Lou, you are, you know, right where it's at. Like you've, do we have com links together? Like do, do yes. are we able to, okay, we can. Okay. Yes. You guys have com links. Um, Good luck with your talkie you talkie like, boys. Matt Lou going to have some fun. Yeah. So you guys, like all of your holocom devices are synced to each other. So you all have open communication between okay. your, your holocom devices. Uh, Matt Lou, you make your way over to uh, Garza Whips Cantina and as you enter, you are just buffeted with with scents of of exotic hookah smokes and, and <sighs> sweet fruits, and and just in an environment like that is home. inviting and relaxing all in one. You are They're buffeted greeted. by the smell of a wet bear. <laughs> <laughs> you are greeted at the door by a kind uh, Tagruda woman. A, a very elaborate headdress on um, purple Ooh. and white skin, uh, purple skin dappled with white um, and a very uh, beautiful looking gold dress that drops to her knees. And as you enter, she, she walks up to you and says, welcome, welcome friends to Garza Whips. How may I be of service? Ah, Chief Matlu, love you. Love Chief Matlu, please. <laughs> so interested in the girls, I take it. Yes. Um, Twilight, I'm guessing. <laughs> she, she, uh, she places a hand on your shoulder and, and begins to guide you to one of the, uh, the rooms towards the back of the cantina. And as you pass through, you see people lounging about on soft cushions, smoking, uh, various leaves, uh, drinking their fill, uh, surrounded by decadence. And as you make your way to the back of the, uh, the back room of the cantina with your Tagruda host, uh, she throws aside, uh, a dark red and gold trim curtain and as it closes behind you, you see five beautiful Twi'lek and Tagruda women in front of you. Um, and she says, Wowie, Maui. <laughs> she says, uh, please have your, your, your choice. And she essentially asks you which one of these fine women you would like to bed with. 
Um, and, and you can see, so from left to right, there is uh, another Tagruda scantily clad and essentially a, a, a black negligee um, has uh, blue skin with uh, white and gray dappled uh, accents along her body, um, blue eyes, Ooh. and a a actually like a an elegant like s- like slight red headdress that adorns her her forehead. Uh, next to her is a green twilek um, in a in a very familiar. Uh, bathing suit or suit to Star Wars fans, a, a golden, a, a golden made suit that covers only the essentials. Ooh. Stop right there. Yeah. Matt Lou. Scoundrels of the New Republic after dark. Matt Lou <laughs> has found his woman. Matt Lou gets a, a yub chub. Yes. <laughs> Red rocket is ready for green twilight. <laughs> Um, so as you, so she stops you there and she says, Oh yes, Kayla is one of our Ooh. most popular. Wow. Matt Lou love Kayla. Um, so, uh, she, she looks at you and says, um, credits can be handled after the, the fun has been had. Um, and essentially, uh, Kayla comes off of the line, uh, comes up to you and your current uh, hostess here and um, she like Kayla comes up to you and looks down touches your fur and says ooh somebody needs a bath <laughs> and you are both escorted out of this antechamber and into a more private chamber where you can have your time and and role playing let's, let's stop there <laughs> So, Matt Lou, that Meanwhile. is Matt Lou. I would like you to make a roll for me. I would like you to make a couple of rolls for me. Yes. Actually, I would like you to make a one a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> what, what what dice do I use for that? So it's the it's the twenty, right. and then on your Constitution on your sheet, you'll see right. you have a plus three to Constitution, but your saving throw is plus five. That's right. So here we go. Wow, the nice. roll. Right. Here we go. So, Come on, Kayla. That little blue pill. Come on, Kayla. Oh no! <laughs> Just a three. <laughs> Just a three with a plus five. So eight. So an eight for the Constitution saving throw. But I would also like you to make either an you. athletics or an acrobatics check. Your choice. <laughs> <laughs> athletics is all about the stamina, baby. All right. Another twenty. Yes. Fourteen on that one. And then plus two go. for your athletics. That's so sixteen. Right. Yes. So, you know, you guys get back there after your your nice bath. <laughs> you have a very good time. Is it a long time? Not the longest, <sighs> but it is a fantastically athletic and uh, tiring uh, role with Kayla. Yes, Matlu, so, you see the smoke coming out of her legs. Matlu, fast and good. <laughs> <laughs> So now that Matt Lou has been squared away with his bath <laughs> and his 
lady love for the day. Now we'll you two do to... real business. And after all that, you put her on a spit and you roast her <laughs> <Yeah>. and read <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now Zavu, I have scored. Literally. <laughs> scored some info? No. Scored some info? Some, some right? Twi'lek. I'll wait for this. Please update um, me on the important stuff when ready. Oh, you're you're communicating with us. Okay, I got. <laughs> so, there you Where's, go. So now you know that that uh, that Matt Lou has been taken care of, so to speak. Um, so productive. <laughs> so for um, for Zavu and for Cert, you guys are heading towards the the spaceport proper, which is very close, as I said, to the cantina. Walking distance, or we got walking distance. It? Yes, walking okay. distance indeed. So the whole time um, I'm looking for uh, Nick too. Just mm-hmm. keeping any eye out for any of them. Yep. Okay. And anybody um, who's actively looking for anybody who's sort of like you know the, giving us like, a second glance. Shifty vibes potentially. Mm-hmm. What Especially I would like without from the Ewok. So. <laughs> what I would like from you is an insight check, Zavu. And for cert, I would like you to make uh, 10. Um, Cert, I would like you to make an investigation check. That's a 20, right? D20, and then add your investigation. And then Zavu, you did insight, so you added your plus two to that already. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, 19. 19. Total. Um, Zavu, as you look around, people are just naturally shifty in in this type of environment. Like it's Tatooine, especially at this time, there are scoundrels, there are smugglers, there are any number of different characters that could have a reason to be shifty or could have a reason to like be a little bit more obtrusive than normal on a 19 investigation check cert. You, you're not specifically looking for people who are acting shifty just because like, you know, people act shifty here. You're looking for sign, like things that stand out in terms of equipment. Like what is like, does this look like out of place for somebody who would just be like making their way around a spaceport? And you do catch something. You catch quite a bit, actually. As you guys are just like slowly meandering around the spaceport area and then getting to your destination, you clock two Nictos immediately kind of stashed to the west side of the spaceport with speeders next to them. And one thing that you do notice, like even you, Zavu, as you're walking around, like nobody is walking around with their speeders attached to them. Like these are very cramped streets. These are very like small alleyways in some instances as well. So like people either have come here without direct transportation or with like their transportation left at, you know, in like a, a stash area parked somewhere else. But you spot two Nictos right away that are like hanging out right next to their speeders. And they're close enough to the spaceport where you can kind of put two and two together and be like, these guys are like, this is not a normal behavior that mm. somebody would have. You also spot as you kind of like make your way around the spaceport the long way. Um, there is a very dimly lit alley, even here in um, in Mos Espa, where the sun is just above you at all times. 
um, you, you see like a small alleyway that is kind of coming directly, like almost directly behind the spaceport where it curves around another building that is just kind of filled with refuse. Um, and you see, like, you know, you see a drunk guy kind of, you know, passed out laying on the ground, but you also see two figures, um, that are in, that are like sitting there having a very clandestine conversation. Um, and you spot on the other end of that, um, of that alleyway, somebody who matches the description of the other two. So they all look relatively similar in their garb and in their, you know, like what they're wearing posted as a lookout on the other side. Um, the other side of this alleyway, you know, is very close to a storage area where, People often, you know, store their goods while they're here in the city for for uh, a long period of time that they may not want to carry around, you know, large packs, speeders, stuff like that. So you have one person that's posted up on that side of the alleyway, and then you have two people that are in the alleyway trying to hmm. be tucked away, but with a 19 perception, you spot them having a, a So the a lookout is at the front forward front of the alleyway, alleyway yeah. towards us. And then there. So the essentially like you would be on, mm. like you're coming around the West side of the spaceport spot, mm. this alley, as you're walking by their lookout is on the East side of the alley on the other area, on the other side from you. And the two guys in conversation are just kind of like tucked back behind some, you know, some overturned crates and barrels, uh, like having, trying to have a clandestine conversation. So, so now, what do we know about like, so going in, you said going into the spaceport, we're going to, have to get past a few levels. They're like the levels of bureaucracy and just getting in there because we don't it's, have a ship there and all that stuff that like, yeah. would we know that we would know that like, Hey, we can't just walk into a spaceport. We got, yeah. So generally like, credentials or yeah, like, okay. you know, that in, in any spaceport, when you go in, you just have to be like, you know, what's your purpose? Like, do you, yeah, you yeah. know, looking for transport, you yeah, something yeah, or like or that. Um, so, you know, that's one layer and you assume from what Loza said that there is another layer of like Fortuna security here. That's probably like keeping an eye out for mm -hmm. any sort of like weird mm -hmm. activity. Um, so nobody's seen us before. What are the Nikto, like the Nikto that are by the speeders? Do they look like they're looking around? They're waiting for something. They're just like hanging out. So right now, from what you can see, it seems like they're kind of casing the in and out because they were by like the front door, okay. um, like the front entrance to the spaceport. And it looks like they're just kind of like either tracking movement of security right. comings and okay. goings and stuff like almost like casing the place from what you could tell. Mm. So. So those are. Uh, so those are those are two of our boys right there. Guaranteed. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, two separate that's, that's parties, two. right? Yeah. So you've, you've clocked from what you can, from what you assume, and, and you feel pretty good about this just based off of what you, what everything else that you've seen in this immediate area and, and, and like what you expect to see that you've probably spotted the two other crews that you're going to be going directly up against. Right. So there's um, two Nick twos. They're not talking into a comm link or anything like that. There's nothing mm -hmm. that's, uh, okay. there's, yeah, just the two Nick toes that are okay. by their speeders, by the entrance. And then the three figures, you couldn't really track their, their race. They were in, like, you could see that they were in dark garb, that they were, you know, pretty well obscured 
in terms of like seeing their physical features. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you Just could see is like, yeah, like they're, you could see like you track their size, you track their general demeanor and you see what they're wearing. So you're mm-hmm. pretty confident that if you were to see them out and about, you'd be able to pick up their, their and this trail. is like midday or is it? Yeah. Like- so right now after the meeting, like you guys got here kind of, you know, like mid morning, late morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after the conversation with Loza having a couple drinks, you're, you're stopped to have, uh, you know, breakfast as you jumped in. We're, we're probably at midday here. So you figure that you got until about this time tomorrow is when the shipment is expected to land. Um, so, all right, sir, <laughs> just off, offline, not, not role playing, but like, we got to think like, what, uh, like what, what, uh, what's our, what's our move here? Like, like, do we want to, we want to know more about these crews. But if we were looking at two Nicktoos, they're not Nicktoos. They're not Kill. like talking to anybody. Kill. They Kill. may be more than two of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that coming? Can you turn off your comm lip? Oh, I keep sorry. Dreaming. Coming through. Good dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, um, maybe um, maybe we can try then, to like. Sorry, go ahead. You, you notice there's two people down there talking and you notice that there's somebody looking shifty kind of like keeping keeping i don't i don't know if it's a good idea if we're i mean we're not going to want to be seen anyway out there like right on the plane out on the planes uh or the whatever um so like if we walk up to these guys and i don't know i could play a few mind tricks on getting past the first one the other two are going to stop talking we we have to figure out a way like if we if we want to figure out what they're talking about or hear anything uh somebody's got to kind of casually just walk back right. or and, uh, well, sort of I do have um I have plus three stealth. Okay. That is so potential. Maybe, do you think you could you could maybe get up on top is how how tall is like the building? Like is there a way to like get up up on top of something and listen to down to what they're like over the uh, alleyway or a building or something? Yeah, I've got three acrobatics, so so yeah, I, I mean if you guys want to try to get idea. some high ground and uh high ground. <laughs> get the high ground and potentially try to listen in um cert you have excellent um you have excellent style so you could try to you know if you if you didn't want to go high ground you could try to work your way um you know sneakily into the alleyway get close enough to try to pick up conversation um multiple different ways you can try to to gain some intelligence on these folks here um all right so Here's the plan, sir. You're going to sneak, you're going to go around. I mean, sneak around. You're just going to walk around, find a way up. I'm going to try and distract the guy who's on the lookout so that in case, so in case he, once you get up there, in case, you know, he's looking around, watching the, the rooftops, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to him. So that sounds you good. Give me a, you give me a comm link. You give me, let me know when you're in place. I'll walk up to this guy and I'll start engaging him and uh, we'll go from there. See cool. what you can find out. That sounds good. Right. over now so we will we will handle so you guys are now splitting off as sir mm-hmm. you look for high ground and zavu you approach the lookout on i'm, the other I'm side. holding i'm holding until until circuit is he i mean is he does he have to do anything to get up to the yeah so we'll handle cert first so cert go ahead and give me a um an investigation check again to see if you can like spot an easy way to get like 
on top of a near building, um, you know, you by, by this little area. Yeah. So go ahead and give me an investigation check first. Nine. Nine. Uh, is that including your two? Yeah. Okay. So nine total. It takes you a little bit and like it, you're, you're walking around the, the, it's not necessarily finding an area to get on top of a building. It's finding an area to get on top of a building where nobody's going to see you because th- this is a very like densely packed area. This, this little alleyway that you found, e- like, even though there are two people in there, there's still like a drunk person that's just like hanging out there as well. It's just like too stupefied with alcohol to be able to tell, but it, eventually probably after like 25 to 30 minutes, you do find an area where you can like scramble up. It's going to be a little bit more difficult, but you can essentially get on a roof that is a couple streets back. And then you found a way that you could probably like roof hop to get to where you need to be. Cool. Um, there will be some associated roles with that, but you think you have an area where you can do it. So now that you're you've being very generous. That, <laughs> Definitely. Now you spotted more than anything. It's like with this, it's not about, like I said, it's not about like finding it. Like you can find it, but do you mm-hmm. want to climb on top of a roof in front of a whole bunch of people that are going to see you? Yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, if we're in, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, so. in contact, like I would have said, like, you know, just keep, keep stealthy. You know, <laughs> you're stealthy. Was that your stealth role? I mean, no. So that was just an investigation check. So, like, essentially, what you what's going on for you now, Zavu, is like you're you're kind of waiting for a signal for from Cert, and -hmm. it's like forty five minutes, and you haven't heard anything back yet. Mm -hmm. But you don't feel like there's been anything. You know, like you do have like you know the ability to feel essences through the Force, Mm -hmm. um, and you don't feel like he's been ambushed. You don't feel like he's been attacked or anything like that. it's just like taking a long time and it's starting to get a little bit uncomfortable for you. Cause you're like, well, I'm just if like I, hanging, hanging out. If I check in on with him and a comm link is, is it heard? I mean, is it like something we have to like kind of keep quiet about? Like, I think that you guys like, like using, comm links, using uh, like hollow, hollow comms around here is very common. Like people are talking, okay. you know, as okay. common as cell phone usages in our everyday life. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So after about like, 45 minutes, sir, you like spot us, you spot an area and you're like, it's not fucking perfect. Like, but I can, if I can get up here, then I can get over there to where I need to be, you know, well enough. So what I would like you to do, sir, is now that you found this area, I would like you to make either an athletics or an acrobatics check your choice. I'm going to go with acrobatics because I got okay. more for that. All right. So, so go ahead and give me an acrobatics check. Uh, we've got an 11. An 11. So you find some stuff and basically what you do is like you find, like you you make your way around to this area and, and basically what you can see here is like there is a half wall that you can kind of prop yourself up onto, but it doesn't get you all the way up onto the roof. You kind of have to scramble to like almost like wall run to get up onto the domed area. And as you do, like you're, you're like kicking your feet and you get up there and you kind of like you, you kick the roof enough to where the people who are in this, in this little domicile, like come out 
and they're like, what is that? What is that? I'd like you to make a stealth check for me now. All right. I got plus three stealth. That's good. Come on. Good roll here. Oh, we got a 20. Ooh, 20, ooh, natural. 20 total. Natural 20, 20 total. 20 total. Okay. So with a 20, like you scramble your way up here, you know that you were loud. And as soon as you like get your footing under you, you duck. So it's like a domed top. You see where this person's coming out. You quietly make your way around the crest of the dome to where they can't see you. Hang out quietly for about a minute. And they, you can see them go back in. They definitely look puzzled, but <laughs> they, you know, now that they've kind of looked around and don't see anything, they're like, they just kind of brush it off. So you've now successfully made your way to the top of this roof. I need you to make two more acrobatics checks to kind of roof hop to get to where you need to be. I just remember that I have a detachable hand that is good for seeing in places where I'm not, that I'm not welcome in. <laughs> <laughs> so you Maybe. could, if that, what is the range on so you? You stay out of, you could stay out of sight. 30, 30 feet. So what you could do then is basically you could jump, instead of making two acrobatics checks, you could make one to put yourself within range of your hand to be able to, um, cool. you know, like essentially look down. Does your hand, um, does it pick up audio as well or is it just video? Let's see. It's favorite option for those looking into places they aren't welcome. So yeah. It doesn't really I'll, say much for looking. Yeah. Let me probably just if, scoping out, right? Like yeah, maybe I, I can hold, scanner. maybe I can have the hand holding the, the holocom. So then I can just move it close to them <laughs> and then Zavu can hear it on the other side. Okay. Pick up. Will it pick up? Yeah. Okay. We can, we can try. Yeah. Let's, we, we can make that work. So here's (laughs) what we'll do. Come on. it. Uh, Let's go. Here's what we'll do. So make your, your acrobatics check to make the jump to the one roof that you need to get to, to get in range. All right. Acrobatics. We got another 20 total of 20. 20. Perfect. You deftly jump from one roof to the other, making no sound as you land you get to the edge of this roof and this is where you can deploy your detachable hand. So you hand your holocom off to the detachable hand. You turn on and you link to Zavu's holocom and the detachable so, hand. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm going to hold back then it's approaching this, this lookout guy yet. Okay. There's really so, right. He's not like, like having to duck and hide in shadows or anything right now. Yeah. So the way that this is going, yeah, is you, you may be able to uh, forego being uh, picked up by the lookout. So Zavu, you see your holocom blink and you see Cert calling you. As you turn it on, Cert, do you just uh, like you just let him know like, hey, this is what's going on. You give him the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, he and then, so we're going to be able to see and hear, right? Like the hand yes. will see. Okay, cool. Yeah, the, the hand. So like with the holocom, you can see anyway, but for you personally. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. For you personally, Zavu, you are going to be able to see on like a feed on like your wrist, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the video from the hand itself. And then Zavu, you'll be able to hear 
the conversation from the holocom end and then also see like a like you know a, a blue kind of 3d holocom depiction okay. of that um so as you guys as the hand kind of makes its way down um the hand itself i will say does not need to make a stealth check because it's not making noise like it is it is simply kind of like hovering high enough above them to where they wouldn't really think to look up there and there's no, nothing indicating is that it, it is it there is it like a drone what does it do it's kind of like like a hovering like detachable oh, cool. drone where it's like you can kind of send it off and it will like float amongst like the like the way that it's probably intended to be used is like almost like you know you you send it into like an area or like you place it down in a certain area and it has like a video feed to it mm-hmm. and then you can like call it back to you but this is a very interesting use of it that I'm more than happy to like role play out to see yeah uh, came in see how I guess um so this hand is kind of just like hovering at the edge of their visual range where there's like no reason for them to be able to like to be suspicious about it um and as as it gets within audio range what you hear well what you see um cert first through like the 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 video feed from the hand itself <coughs> excuse me um it's two it's one human and then it's one like it's one humanoid that you can't fully make out but is not like a full alien species it's like you're still about you know, like you're still probably like 15 to 20 feet above them and they are obscured wearing hoods and it's low light in here, but you can see one human for sure. Um, like, uh, you know, fair skinned human male, um, you can make out on their person. You can't see this Zavu because the, the feed on the holocom is not as good as the feed coming through the hand itself. But cert, what you can see is like, you see, um, two blaster pistols on each of their belts you can see some sort of like vibro blade on their back. So you can see that they're heavily armed. Um, you can see that they're wearing like um, some sort of like simple armor. Um, and one of them is human. And one of them is like a near human species that you really can't fully make out from this distance. Um, and Zavu, what you start to hear as the holocom gets close enough is um, is that like they're, they're conversing and they say, we know that there are two Nictos that are going to be on this too. So we have to keep an eye out for them, take them out if we need to. Um, so they are aware of the two Nictos that you guys already mm-hmm. tracked. Um, the, the near human says, shouldn't be a problem. We're well armed enough to take out those two fools. Um, so they're pretty confident in their ability to, if they need to, to handle the Nictos. Um, the near human says to the human, do you know of anybody else that's making a run at this? And the human says, as far as I know for sure, there aren't anybody else. There isn't anybody else coming, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be ready. So they're not aware of you guys, but they're also not they're staying ready yeah they're staying ready um and he says um if anything our speeder should be able to outpace uh the nictos no problem so 
they've they've got a good read on these nictos. They know the type of speeders that they're that they're dealing with, and they feel pretty confident about like if not just straight up taking them out that they can outrun them. Um, so that's the conversation that you Do we see anybody else in the alleyway other than it's that like empty. drunk person that's kind of just like passed out laying at the other side of the entrance where you first clocked them sir mm-hmm. there isn't anybody else in here there are people that are like milling past the like both sides of the entrances to the alleyway okay, so the alleyway goes through straight like through yeah and, so and you can see oh okay so it's essentially like the most okay. ESPA can't like the most ESPA spaceport is like, you know, a pretty wide berth. Like it's a pretty wide berth. You've worked your way around towards the east side where the lookout is the west side where you guys were like both of these like are thoroughfares have people walking up and down them. Okay. The lookout that you were clocking is is kind of playing it casual, just kind of leaning right. up against right, the right, wall. Right. But like yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. is is like hanging out there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um but in other words, like if you were, if, if you were, if there was some activity, like real activity in that alleyway, somebody walking by would, would see it. Yeah. Yeah. If there was real activity, like if there was like a fight that's going to break out or if there's yeah, something okay. that's like super like noisy or obvious, they're going to be there or okay. like people, will, people will catch it. Um, you also hear the, uh, you also hear the human say, um, yeah, it's like, you know, all our stuff's safe and locked up. He's got an eye on it down there. So we should be good as long as, you know, nothing happens to the storage locker. So, so you've now tracked, like, they, they have a storage locker, and you know that the guy is watching it so wherever Somewhere. it is. Yeah, it's like it's near, it's near enough to him that he's keeping an eye on it. Um, right. Near enough to who? Near enough to who? Near enough to the, the to the lookout that you're Look near. Out. Yeah, that's 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 valuable info. So you guys, um, uh, so you guys now know that like their gear is close. Not all of their gear, because you see them armed, um, like on their person, but their gear that they're planning to use for the run is is nearby ish. Um, last thing that you catch before they separate is um, the near human says um, I'll pick up the speeders around uh, you know early uh, around late morning to be ready for midday and then we'll track the shipment coming out of the spaceport and then here we go that was geez that was great we got a whole lot of info Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, your two, uh, like the 220 acrobatics rolls definitely saved you and the the, the very high st- stealth roll. Um, like you get, you had some good rolls in a row to get you in a position to where you can get some good info. All right. So, um, so that's what you guys pick up from those, uh, the mercenaries. So, you know, that's your other crew and you know that the Nictos are only two. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to walk up to this guy who's at the end of the alley. Okay. And I am going to attempt to affect mind. Affect mind. Okay. So what affect mind is, so you don't have to use a force power for that. That's like a, a cantrip we would call it. It's an at will. Yeah. Yeah. At will. 
Um, so what he needs to do is he needs to make a, I believe it is a wisdom saving throw against Correct. your, your force power ability. And yes. let me pull up that sheet for this guy. He has a plus zero to his wisdom. So he needs to be to 14. Dummy. Okay. <laughs> Do I need to say something to him first or? So effect mind is essentially like you, it's, it's, it's like the, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's like, I, I'm going to come it's up like to him. That, so. But you can, you can like institute an effect mind before you directly start okay. a conversation. Oh, okay. So like okay. you, you essentially go in like looking to start this conversation and opening and, it and, with an effect mind. And, right. Okay. Gotcha. As you, as you try to affect, as you like put this effect mind out, mm. you can see that he kind of like, like as you approach, you almost see him like shake his head and you know that it didn't hold. So he, do he doesn't know that you did it because on effect mind, it says if it fails, they don't know that you tried to do it to them, okay. but you can tell that he's not looped in. Damn it, man. This is like, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm then I'm, I'm just going to say, excuse me, my friend. I'm looking, looking for some girls. Maybe you can <laughs> tell me, point me in the direction. Whip. That way. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'm just going to walk away. Okay. Um, you what? see that like he, you know, he kind of, he doesn't really like linger along on you. There's a lot of people that walk up and down this alleyway. Um, and, you know, he, he kind of like gives you a second glance as you walk away, but nothing that you would assume that he is tracking you for, mm, for any okay. reason. All right, well, that didn't work. Man, that thing is not well, very well. The, um, I think we, sh we, we need to sabotage what's up in that storage shed. That seems to be the well, We need to know where that crucial. is, right? It's right next to him, right? Aren't so they, like, standing there? You can tell that it's, like, near. in the area. So what I would That's say what is... That's I was approaching. That was what I was approaching him to do. So I was kind of trying uh, to... Yeah, I was going to try and, and, like, you know, just... just strike up a conversation, see if he's under my control and then directly ask him about like any kind of, you know, things that he has hidden. Anyway. Mm. Um, so as you, okay. So I'll, I'll say this as you walk away, uh, make, that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a shot at something. So as you walk away, it just wants to happen. Like, happen. Yeah. like he, you know, I want you guys to have fun. So as you walk away, you see that he kind of like gives you a second oh, glance. Mm -hmm. Like as mm -hmm. he glances to you and then back, I want you to make a, um, I want you to make a perception check. Okay. Okay. That is a natural 20, uh, with a two. So 22, 22. You see, so like, you know, you kind of stumble back and you see when he looks from you back, his eyes dart right to one particular area and you, you're like, okay, he looked away and now he's looking back to whatever he was tracking because he took his eyes off of it for a second. Okay, and you, okay. you kind of follow his eye line and there's, there's a, 
like there's an offshoot, like there's a lot of like intertwining alleyways and stuff like that through this city. And you can see that he looked directly down an alleyway that is like, like essentially to the Northwest of where he is. Okay. Okay. I probably should have done this to begin with, but, uh, action, this is an action, right? I can do this. At, well, yeah, you can, no, so you're, not, you're not in combat. So, so you can, yeah, right. you can use um, your skills. So this is uncanny insight. Uh, about one humanoid you can see within 30 feet of you. Okay. So make a wisdom insight check con uh, contested by the target's charisma reception check. Okay, so contested uh, by Oh, well, that's his... it. Wait a minute. You have advantage on attack rolls. Yeah, so that, that oh, is ability more of... checks. Wait a minute. Ability checks? Yeah, so that that is kind of more of a oh, combat insight. thing. Oh, yeah, but but like at this point, since you've already gathered the information and you're not like re-engaging him in conversation, what this would do is give you like, uh, you know, advantage on an attack, which you're not in combat with him, or it would give you advantage on, say, like an insight check or uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing is an insight check, just like to see if I can okay. figure out like. Like exactly. I mean, I mean, do I know where he's looking at this point? Do so I, at this point, like, you can like, see that he like he turned and he snapped, looked back down an alleyway that is like to the immediate northwest of where he is, and you can okay, see. So we got a good idea. Yeah. So like you can see, and like you're you're kind of like you're walking in the opposite direction of where he looked back to, but you can see even from your vantage point that you look over, and it is kind. It is like a row of what looks like storage containment areas. Like you can see, it's like, it's cool. almost like you would walk down like a, you know, like a, like a storage facility here. And it's just like a bunch of doors that you would open up and store shit in. Um, so you see nice. that like, as he comes off of you, he snaps right back to that area and just like focuses on like something like you can't quite see where his eyes focus, but you know where Yeah, that's what I'm okay. All right. Well, all right. At least we know direct, ex right. approximately where things are. Uh, so I'm kind of like, that's not really going to do me any good to do like an inside check that at this point. Like, yeah. An inside check from this, like from this far away and not having like full vision of where he's looking is not going to give you much more than what you just got yeah. there. So yeah. at this point, you guys have the information on these, on these characters. Do you want to like reconvene, try to pull everybody back together? Yeah. I say we're not going to do anything until after dark. I mean, I, I don't think we should move, make any moves until like late. I think we should go back, find Matt Lou, uh, to get, wipe him down with any kind of disinfectant that we need to. <laughs> Matt um, Lou clean and, and ready to murder. <laughs> he had a bath. Matt Lou sleepy. Yeah. Need so, to kill. Uh, did he tell you we had a bath? Okay, good. Yeah, he had uh, a bath. So, um, okay, so good. you guys, so you can reach out to Matt Lou on the Holocom, and you guys can either, yeah. if y'all are reconvening, you can either meet him at Garcia Whips and like, and and you know, just like from a from a you know shifty standpoint, you did ask where the girls were, and if you end up at Garcia Whips, pretty solid alibi. Yeah, um, exactly. mm, yeah. I am gonna uh, definitely walk. See, the Matt Lou's plan pays off in end. <laughs> yeah right. Um, yes. So we we also have to think about Clive at the spaceport, like uh, if we can get into there. But I, I don't I don't know if we need to do that immediately because I mean we know who our we know who our 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 competition is basically, yes. and we know at least for one of them some has action. Too much talk. So we as wrote we we told Matt Lou everything we found out. I guess yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you guys all you you communicate all of there. the the information yeah. back to Matt Lou as he is in a. 
haze of pleasure and and uh, spice. No, Matt Lou ready to kill, getting sleepy, time to fight. So um, you guys make your way back to um, Garza Whips. Y'all meet up, and from here you can. So now you have information on both the gangs. You have information on both of the targets that are also going at you. Um, so as night, we'll, we'll bring it to here. So as night falls, is there anything that you want to do, um, to potentially prepare for the arrival? Are we, are we rested or do we need to like take a little rest? So or, you guys w- had okay. full long rests when you were coming in for the day. So you guys have like full, we're not sleeping. Points. I mean, like, I think it's like, we're basic. Well, I mean, I think we're going to do stuff. In the middle of the night, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely available for you guys to do. So I don't know if we should rest now and then go, uh, you know, like get up uh, late. So I don't know, just like saying we took a rest. I don't know if that does us any good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. functionally in the game right now, you guys don't need a long rest because you're full on hit points and and powers. And um, the like just narratively speaking, like, at the point in the day tomorrow when everything would be going down is midday. So you would, even if you did some late night activity, you would have enough time to still do a long rest. Um, so, uh, well, I mean, we, we're not, we're not getting weapons. I mean, I say we, we, we reconvene at well after dark, like, I don't know if time, you know, I would say one, two in the morning, okay. uh, time wise. And we, we head right over to that storage area, uh, and case the, you know, make sure that, you know, we're checking to see if perception wise, if anybody's around there, uh, if that guy's still, I don't, can't imagine that guy's still standing in the, in the alleyway, but you right. never, I don't know what their plan is. Okay. Uh, it sounds like they're reconvening in the morning. So, uh, I, I think that's the time to check things out. And then, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll, I, I do have some uh, some mines too that maybe we can leave there and then they can set them off when they go and grab them in the morning to, to well, I start. I think the first it. thing we have to do is figure out like where, which storage. I mean, there's a multitude of storage areas. Right. So like, is anybody maybe. a good? So okay. So what we'll picking? say. Or, yeah, so what we'll say is you guys reconvene at Garza Whips. You pick up Matt yeah. Lou. Late okay. at night, you guys make your way out to the area that you identified, Zavu, as where this storage locker is. Right. So when, you, like, as you guys all go out, so I want you guys to make a group stealth check for me. So just everybody roll stealth and let me know what you got. Everybody, okay. everybody roll stealth. Uh, 22. Nine. 22. Nine. Uh, <laughs> stealth, is, yeah, I got a 13. 13. Okay. So, uh, as you guys are making your way across the city, like there's still like much less dense in terms of like people out this late at night. Um, there are still a few night owls. Most of them you can, you, you can all tell are just like stumbling drunk home either from, uh, one of the local cantinas stumbling out of some other establishment. Um, but nobody seems to be like, uh, like at least on your way to the area, um, tracking you and you stay well out of view of the general public as you come around to this alleyway or to this like street where the storage containers are, you do see, um, like, you know, 
a, a, a full line of like these storage, like, uh, openings there. Um, it's dark. Uh, everybody give me a perception check. Perception or investigation. I'll let you choose. Uh, I'll do perception. Three. Oh, Jesus. Three. Oh, yikes. Eight. Eight. <sighs> um, on, sir. Eleven. Eleven. Investigation. <laughs> okay. So You're it's awful. a pretty long, it's a pretty long, like curving type of street. You look down it and you don't see anybody immediately as you approach. Um, so you feel pretty safe to like slowly make your way down the alleyway. Mm. Um, here's as you make your way down the alleyway, you're coming along one of the curves and you're approaching this from the, like the opposite entrance of where you saw from the first time. So you're coming towards where he was looking, not starting from where he was looking. And I will make. I have dark vision too. Just yes, so you, know. you have dark vision. Sixty feet. Sixty feet. And I just rolled a check here. And his stealth check was a six. <laughs> so nice. as you guys crest like the curve in this area, you see one of the uh clad creed like clad uh members that you saw from the alleyway and zavu you clocked that it was the lookout like you can see this guy and he's kind of like he's in front of one of these doors like mm -hmm. he's he's very clearly like pacing like he's mm -hmm. kind of walking up and down and he's in front of one of these doors we make one more roll for him that isn't <laughs> Is a natural one for those of you. <laughs> All right. So he does not see you coming. Okay. So he's, this guy is just milling about. And as like you guys, this is, like I said, this is a pretty long street and it's like, it's a pretty long curved street. There's no, and it's yeah. quiet. It's quiet outside. There's nobody else around you. You see this guy walking he's like basically walking like a three door length but he's keeping one of them like in his direct middle like where he's always like passing back along this one door he doesn't see you and he's being a little bit too noisy with his pathing so what do you guys want to do as you approach cut his head off no Stop. Control your... All right, I'm out. Boy, I'm going sir. back to playing my game. Control your boat, boy, sir. <laughs> no action, no fun. Um, okay, so... All right, I'm... Um, Kill him. Do it. Listen, listen, these guys are you no good. You guys got to play for the last like 20 minutes. I'm killing them. I know we just don't. Oh God, we just no, no. Hold him back. <laughs> I'm holding him. I'm actively holding him back. All right, I'm going on mute. <laughs> okay. What do I have to do there? What do I have to do there to keep him? Matt, if you don't like, we're trying check. to like. Th there's multiple ways to play this game, dude. I'm, we can't. We can't make it to where we only play one way. We have to give people the I, opportunity. They did. They they've been talking while I was at Miss Garza's. What are we talking about here? You're having all the all the fun. At, at all right, Garza's. go ahead. Yeah, keep, really. Keep stealthing it up. <laughs> 
All right. So we, well, we could do one of two things. Like I can, I can try to affect his mind. I can try to like get him to leave and we can go in and destroy everything that they have in there or we can take him out. I mean, it's one less person that I'm, you know, not looking okay. to kill people, but he's not a good person. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's, he's mm -hmm. not looking to do good things. Okay. But I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, if we're going to like, we play this out, like Matt, Matt's a wild card, man. So, yeah, what, so if, what if I, you know, what I mean, if one if of us go, like, I'm going to actively if, try to hold you back. If one, okay. So if Matt's going to attack and you, and somebody wants to hold them back, here's what we'll yeah. do. Strength versus strength. It is a contested strength check. So Matt, you roll strength. And then who's trying to hold him back? I'm going to try and hold him back. I don't know, sir. If you're and then you roll. Strength. Can I enter and rage then, to kill one of my own players so I can go kill this NPC? <laughs> you can. So what you can do is you can enter a rage and it will give you advantage on your strength check versus Zavu. So Matt Lou, you go into a rage, roll your strength twice and take right. the highest. And then Zavu, you roll your strength to see if you can stop him. Ooh, that's not good. That's a four. And a 20. Natural no, 20. No, 18 and two, so, so not a natural. Oh, okay. 18, 18 and two. So Six. Matt Lou is getting antsy. He sees a target in front of him. He takes out the axes. And he runs full speed towards this guy. Zavu, you try to grab. You <laughs> Can I do? Oh, uh, I'm already doing an action. But yeah, I was like, you've already, you've already tried. So you reach at him on his fur and you pull out a chunk of fur as Matt Lou runs off towards this dude. Now, Matt Lou, you have, <laughs> you, you're unseen. You're unseen. And, uh, so, so you have advantage on this attack versus this guy. So go ahead and make an attack on uh, this guy at advantage. So is there any is there any round to this? Like in terms of like movement? This is a surprise. He's, he's, this is a surprise okay. round. So okay. he's got okay. natural so twenty. So twenty two. <laughs> natural twenty. Well, oh, pff, all right. Natural twenty. Okay. So Matt Lou, you Ooh. rush at this dude full speed. Axes out. So what Yum I want nom. you to do is you're going to roll 2d6 and then add 2 to what you get to that roll. That's the normal die, right? So two of the regular square dice, yes. Mm. There's a 4 and a 1. 4 and a 1, so that's 5. And then that's plus 2, so that's 7. You run up to this dude. And you slice him right across his chest. His armor splits, and you can see just dark blood streaming ah, from his chest. Victory! He's, he's not—he's not dead yet, but he is very gravely injured. Um, this is prize round. So now, Zavu and Cert, you have. Have the opportunity to also to to take actions Kill versus shot. this person or do something else. Is he armed? He is armed, but he has not like drawn his weapons yet. Like he's basically like he was like pacing up and so down this alleyway, yeah. and a fucking Ewok crazed <laughs> Ewok just ran up to him and stabbed him right in the chest with an axe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so he's gonna have an action. We're gonna you, me and Sir are gonna have an action, and he's gonna have an action. So, so, so functionally, what will happen is you two will have an action, and then we will roll initiative to see where okay. action falls. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do force blinding. Okay, so force blindness, and that is a is that a Constitution save on my end? That is. Jeez, where is it? Uh, force blind slash deafen. So force blinding. Force blinding to the subtract each creature's hit points from the total. Uh, you made a force. Jesus, is this automatic? Okay, so basically, what this is kind of like sleep. So roll. It is. Okay. Yeah, so roll D6. So uh, 6 D10. 6 D10. 6 D10? Yeah, 6 D10. And it's not damage. What it is doing is like it is seeing how much of your, uh, like his vision you are affecting. Okay. Wow, this is a lot. Okay. Well, that's a, that's 20. Wait a minute. Am I on 10? Wait a minute. So yeah, so the D10. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah. Is like the, it's almost like a spaceship shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ten. That's zero. Zero is a hundred or a zero. That's that uh, zero. Zero on that would be ten. Yeah. Okay. That so would be 30. ten. So the one zero on the one that you're rolling 40, is one. Yeah. Fifty, sixty. Jesus, how many times have I done this? Mm-hmm. So this would be your last one. Sixty and eighty, so one hundred forty. Okay, so. 14. So he's, he's, he's blind. So he is fully blinded for the next. So like for his next round. So Mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. like he is fully blinded. You like emit this force flash, his vision obscures. He can't see who you are and he will, he will have disadvantage on his next strike. If he gets one, um, that is your turn. So cert, it is now your turn. This guy is bleeding from the chest profusely. He's been blinded by the force. Uh, Put from him out Zabu. of his misery. Up yeah, I, I'll take a, a a shot with the disruptor. Keep carbine. it quiet. <laughs> take a shot with the disruptor carbine. Okay, go ahead. You roll your disruptor. So roll your d twenty and add five to what you roll. Uh, we got a total 16. 16 definitely hits. So roll 1d8. So that is the like diamond shaped one. And then add three. Eight. Oh, okay. Uh, we got an eight. Total eight. Eight plus three, 11. You hit this guy right where Matt Lou hit him with the... Uh, with the axe. Success. The, the disruptor carbine pierces through... His chest acid starts to spread across and he falls limp to the ground. So he out. is out and dead. All right. Action was the way to go, Matt Lou. Sorry, boys. Quiet. I like the smell of Wait. blood in the morning. <laughs> okay. right, well, you, can, you can also have the pleasure of dragging him off into uh, some dark corner. I've already chewed off one of his legs. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Matt Lou is on the ground. Eating one of the, chewing on the, the stump of one of these guys' I legs. You, I thought you people liked them cooked. Um, and You've never watched Return of the Jedi, have you? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <on a> spit. <laughs> um, they did jump on him regardless and just start biting away. Um, <laughs> so Matt Lou is, is chewing on the corpse 
And <laughs> as Matt Lou, you're chewing right. on the corpse, go ahead uh, and everybody give me a quick uh, investigation check to pat him down. Yeah, I was just, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. The hell? 15. Oh my God. No, I got 12. A 15, 12. I got a um, one. Okay. Uh, Matt Lou, as you start to like, make your way over this body and like chewing, chewing all the various dumb, parts dumb, of it. Dumb, dumb, like you dumb, start dumb. to like, like you're, you're throwing pieces of his armor off just to get to the skin uh, and get to the meaty parts. And then as you do, you like fling his uh, like one of his pouches off of his body and uh cert and Zavu, you see that a key card falls out of it. Um, nice. And, and like basically like, like falls flat on the ground, right, right near your feet. Um, you pick it up and you can eat, like, you can tell that like, this is the key to the, uh, the storage locker that he was guarding. Is there any other good stuff on his body? So he has, uh, like pretty standard weaponry. Um, he has like a, like a, like a cycler rifle that is like pretty stock standard, nothing that would be any better than what you guys have. And then he's also carrying a, uh, like a standard vibro blade. So if, if anybody okay. wants to like jack a vibro blade, you can take that. Um, he one. has, he has the key card on him that you guys got. He also has a comm link device. Um, no, uh, credits or anything like that, but he has the vibro blade and the comm link device. And you have a pretty good idea of what that comm link device may be used for. Cool. Right. So, so we listen in. ET phone. We take home. the comlink device. Uh, we hide the body. Body or is hidden body. and partially consumed. Uh, yeah, what's left of body? <laughs> and then we're gonna we're gonna go in and we're going to use what we can use here. Take what I mean, we can use. At this point, well, we open up the well. We open it up. Let's open it up. Yeah. So okay. you you like flash the card in front of the. Uh, the sensor to open this unit. And it's the one that you thought it was the one that he was pacing in front of and kind of standing the most in front of the doors open up. You see three sand colored, like, like, like sand stealth um, speeders in here. Uh, You see uh, three packs, one on each of these speeders. And as you open the packs, there are thermal detonators. There are three thermal detonators in each of them. Um, and then, uh, you see also in the storage unit, essentially like a, like a tow along that could hook up to one of these speeders where they would have loaded the stuff up to pull back to wherever they were going. So you guys can add nine thermal detonators. Um, you have these speeders at your, uh, at your disposal, uh, within the bags is also just like uh, like just random assortment of things that you could use rope. There's uh, you know just some like uh, like lock picking devices, so like some like trinket devices to if they needed to pick locks um, and other like assorted uh, materials like that. So you can add lock picks to your um, you can add three lock picks to your inventory. You can add what would be 150 feet of rope to your inventory, uh, three, three things of 50 uh, feet of rope to your inventory. 
and you now have access to these speeders, you know you have speeders of your own, you don't know the quality of the speeders, but you do know that you have speeders that were given to you by uh, Loza and Rayla some, off somewhere, but you don't know if they're better than these, you don't know what the deal is, but you did hear them say that these speeders were uh, pretty fast, and you can also tell right. that they That's are... Right. That's right. Um, Modified. You can also tell that they are stealth speeders as well. Better than what we got. Yep. Okay. Plus the plus the the carrier. I don't even know if he was giving us something to take everything back with. I'm assuming he was going to. But um, all right. So I don't know. What do you think? Like, I think do we we know where our storage unit is, right? With our yeah. Cert has the location of your storage unit on his holocom device. Let's um, clean this bitch my only, out. My only concern. My only concern is like taking these out and like riding them back without getting. It's pretty seen, late at night. Pretty late, right? Yeah. Pretty late. I mean, there, there's there's not no a lot reason to think that they that they, this guy's a pretty big guy. Like they didn't think anything was going to happen. So I think we're yeah. pretty safe. I mean, you guys didn't see anybody else around. You didn't yeah. see like nobody has like come around to check. Right. Like what's going on? The battle was pretty quick. Like you took mm -hmm. him out before he could even like. I mean, you essentially like. Axed him, blinded him, and then killed him before he had a moment to react. Mm -hmm. So Efficiency. it was right. it was definitely uh, a, a very quick and easy kill. Um, so we, we take the speeders back to our storage unit. We close this up, lock it up, whatever we have to do to lock what it up. If, so um, there's no, there's no uh, indication when they come here in the morning except that their guy isn't there. Uh, what which if I don't we rig think there's it to do about because these just chewed a leg off, so we can't even prop them up as a drunk. I, I like what Cert's <laughs> saying. Let's use some of the detonators and rig rig a trap so when they open it, we take out some competition. Yeah. Okay. So I have a yeah. I have a mine from last yeah. time that I stole. yeah I, I have two trip yeah. mines, twelve detonators. So oh yeah, Ooh, there you go. So Dude, so with the three trip mines, I'll say okay. you could. You could essentially place these right on the inside of the door. Yeah. And right as the door opens, see ya. They would, you would, they would set off and. I like it. Yeah. Vaporize. That would be uh, an option there. So we'll say that you guys set these three detonators on the inside yeah. of this garage door, and um, close it, keeping in mind that uh, you don't want them too close to the door. So when you close it, it doesn't blow up on you. Uh, yeah, you right. place them appropriately, you close that door, and your booby trap is effectively set. Did we leave any of the thermal detonators in there, too, or you, are those mines good enough? Those mines, you like you, especially as a scout cert, would be like, this is more than enough to take out two guys that cool. are like two unsuspecting people walking into a room. Um, I'm walking out juggling so, three thermal detonators as a, and, and a display is, of success. Definitely Making us all laugh. juggling these these thermal <laughs> detonators as he uh, walks his way through. You guys are taking these speeders with you back to your location. Um, as you get there, uh, you're actually, sir, what you did not know is that Loza also sent a remote open code to your hollow device. So as soon as you come across it, um, the door opens and you see within there three additional speeders, um, not, not sand colored or cloaked, but, uh, of, of mid quality, not as good as the ones that you guys have just hijacked. Um, and you see like scant materials there. You see, 
Uh, also like a decent quality uh, of rope there. So probably an additional 150 feet of rope, but they didn't give you any other, uh, you know, explosives as these guys had on them. So uh, you have enough, yeah, <laughs> you guys have enough room to store these speeders in there um, and uh, still have uh, plenty enough room for, for all of your, the materials that you guys had as well. I'm trying to um, add rope to my inventory and I'm not, yeah, that's just use the notes is, section. Yeah, just just add it in notes because rope may not they may not have like yeah. Rope I, I just as type like it in manually, item. Jared or sir. Yeah, just put like 50, 50 feet of rope in your in your notes section on your. I think character. you can do custom item and just do yeah, because you could do a custom item as well. Oh, um, okay. I'll do that. I like that. But so far, you guys have effectively eliminated one of the teams before the shit the uh, shipment even arrived when matt lou was able to get a bath when and some some sexy time Double with win. a very very pretty twi'lek uh matt lou has another notch to add to his what? kill belt and uh you guys have very good information on the one other crew that is left for uh your competition and you still have the ability to, if you wake up early enough, potentially get some information from the spaceport. That's so mission success. That is where we will end our journey for tonight. Our crew definitely <laughs> handled one of the harder. What about uh, deftly? Hey, it was fun. <laughs> Did we get the any XP for that? To handle? We all got well, the, We all got to flex our muscle. XP, we will since we're like in the middle, since this is in the middle of a mission, um, we'll handle XP after the next episode. All right. So, uh, Uh, potentially after the next episode, how things go, you guys will hit level three. Um, But the the murder bear gets his fill in this. He got everything he wanted. That was perfect. He got everything he wanted. Got laid to start. I was able to kind of nap and then I got to kill somebody. So it's it's a success. Got more explosives, more loot. Come on! There you go. That was probably our most successful. It was beautiful. Thing we've done so far. Most most (laughs) successful mission so far. Look at that. The the crew of the Bandit 3 is starting to come together. That's right. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for watching this episode of Scoundrels of the New Republic. I hope you enjoyed Uh, our little mission as we uh, continue to work our way through Tatooine here. And when we come back, the continuation of the Bandit 3's mission to steal uh, the shipment of medical supplies uh, on their way to Biv Fortuna's palace. Thank you all for watching and we'll see you.